0: welcome to episode 62 of the girl about the globe podcast for this particular episode i'm discussing solo travel in italy if you love ice cream music fantastic architecture then you're going to love this episode stay tuned Welcome to Girl About The Globe, a podcast for you as a solo female traveller. Empowering women to travel solo with maximum adventure, minimum impact. So what type of solo would be attracted to Italy? I'd say historical solo, people who like the cuisine, sightseeing, city solos, art and museum, romantic solos even though some of the destinations like venice are very romantic and do attract couples they're still great cities to explore by yourself this is just a different country but i went to paris which is meant to be a really romantic city and i went by myself and i still had an amazing experience so don't let being solo put you off visiting places like venice or florence it's also good for fashion Girl About the Globe because you've got Milan which is the fashion capital and obviously for the wine Girl About the Globe because Italy is very known for their wine. So the places that I've been to in Italy are Venice, Rome, Milan, Florence, Cinque Terre, Pisa, Milan, Romany and Bologna. There are so many places in Italy that you need two weeks really to see a few different places. It's got a long Mediterranean coastline, and it's very easy to solo travel through. It's got a very comfortable vibe. So it's got good transport infrastructure. The only place I didn't feel that welcoming was Cinque Terre, which are the five fishing villages where you can do walks in between all of the villages. And it's a beautiful coastal walk. I went at the height of summer and I didn't feel that welcome there. But it's a beautiful place. Don't let me put you off. Definitely recommend going, but that's the only place that I've been where I didn't feel the welcoming vibe that I felt in the rest of the country. So, a good time to go any time of the year is really good to go, but if you want to avoid the tourists, then spring or autumn is better. Places like Rimini are good in the summer months. I visited Rimini in February and I stayed overnight night for two nights on my way to San Marino. And it was really cold; it was very bitter cold, and there was hardly anybody there because it's a bit of a it's a coastal destination. So obviously, if you're going to places like that, then go during the summer months when you've got the the sun. Italy, you can visit it in the Christmas period as well. as so you've got Christmas markets in Venice, and you've also got the Venice Carnival in February. So check if there are any festivals on when you're going to go. Places not to miss, the Amalfi Coast, which is southeast of Naples. It's known for its Mediterranean fishing villages, which are perched on the Italian cliffside. It's meant to be really beautiful, and it's even been classed as a UNESCO World Heritage Site. So there are different ways you can get there. You can either get there by bus, or you can either get there by boat as well. If you are visiting that coastline, outside of the summer period then do check if the boats are running because apparently they don't run as frequently. Lake Garda if you like lakes that's Italy's largest lake. Lake Como is also one of the iconic destinations and it's meant to have stunning mountain views. Cinque Terre it's just absolutely magical and doing the walking routes along the coastal town from town to town when i went one of the walks was actually closed but i still managed to do three of the walks it's just really beautiful and it gives you the most magnificent views as you walk along and you turn back around along the coastline and you can stop off for cappuccinos along the way then there's florence as well florence is the golden heart of tuscany and it's one of the most beautiful cities in the country You've got the Renaissance art, shopping, museums and galleries. I did a hop-on, hop-off bus tour there, which had about three different routes, and it was just a really good way of getting my bearings and learning a little bit more about the city. You've also got the Leaning Tower of Pisa, which you can reach from Florence in a day trip. Then there's Milan. I did go through Milan in February on my second time, and it was freezing. So northern Italy in winter they seem to be very cold. So Milan's the fashion capital of Italy and obviously a shopping paradise. Even if you're just window shopping, it's worth just going there just to look at the shops. There are so many places to explore. I went to the AC Milan football stadium, which is a really good tour. And I was really excited to be there because David Beckham had actually played there. I think he played for Inter Milan because both those teams share the same stadium. If you like football, I definitely recommend doing that and then you've got the Duomo cathedral which is the most stunning piece of architecture in the city and it's huge and as soon as you see it it's just got that wow factor to it then you've obviously got Rome which is one of my favorite places in Italy it's just stunning and if you like history and classical civilizations then definitely definitely go to Rome you've got the Trevi fountain which you can make a wish You've got the Colosseum, you've got the excavated Roman temples, which date back 2,000 years. It's definitely up there on my top favourite five cities. Then there's Venice, which is just one of a group of more than 100 islands. It can get very overcrowded in the summer months because of the cruise ship tourism. And in December and January, it can get a bit flooded as well. But it is just a really beautiful place. It's like nowhere I've ever been before. And I stayed in a hotel on the Grand Canal and just opening my little shutters in the morning, looking out on the Grand Canal with the water taxis and the noises. It was just so beautiful to wake up knowing that I was in Venice. There's also Murano Island, which is nearby, which you can take a boat to, and that's famous for its glass blowing. You can actually see glass blowing on Venice itself, and then obviously you could take a gondola ride. Then you've also got the islands, so you've got Sicily with Mount Etna, which is an active volcano, and you've got Sardinia as well. Good itineraries, these are just rough itineraries, and they basically cover the most well known destinations in Italy. So one week you could do Rome. Florence and Venice. Two weeks, you could do Rome, Naples, Pompeii, where the famous earthquake took place, and the Amalfi Coast and Capri. Another two-week itinerary would be Venice, Monte Cinque Terre, Florence and Rome. There are so many different variations that you can do of it. Budget-wise, it really depends on what you want to do. You probably don't want to go to Italy and not see the museums or see the attractions obviously there are free walking tours that you can do where you just give a donation at the end but you would probably want to do and see a lot of things when you're in italy so you do need to allow for that in your budget hostels you're looking at approximately depending on what time of year you go this was for the autumn period 13 euros for a dorm bed hotels you're looking at about 45 euros for a three-star hotel I would estimate the budget at 60 euros plus, depending on what you want to do and what comfort you want to stay in. That's staying in hostels. It's really easy to travel from each city and advise booking your tickets online as well. Some of the cities are actually in Italian, so that did confuse me a little bit, which it shouldn't do. But when I was looking for particular names and cities, it was slightly different to what I was looking for. But yeah, pre-booking your tickets online is a very good idea. I always recommend as soon as you get to a place doing a free walking tour just to get your bearings and then you can also meet people as well i've been a couple of times and the first time that i went i used a hop on hop off bus called bus about and i met so many people with bus about i really recommend it i used it for quite a few countries in western europe and at the time they departed from different places every two days So basically, you book your pass that takes you to different sectors of Europe. So you can pre-book it as you go along with the dates, as long as there's availability on the buses. And then you join the buses. You normally get a tour guide, which gives information about the place that you're going to next. And they show you a video, if it's relevant, for the next destination, like a movie, for example. And then they also recommend evening tours or other tours that you can do. And I met so many people on those buses that it was really easy to hang out with different people and i had a whale of a time and i was i think i was 36 when i did that i definitely recommend buses out but also took the train as well buy your tickets online before you go another tip that i was told is that sunday seems to have fewer services because sunday seems to be more of a family day the timetables aren't as frequent on sundays Another tip I didn't do this but was to hire a car to reach the off the beaten track places and you may need an international driving permit as well. There's lots of different accommodation that you can do there. I stayed with Plus Hostels yeah, they've also got a camping option as well. I stayed with them in Florence sauna and a swimming pool and girls only dorm rooms with hairdryers and fluffy towels and they're all pink. I really like Plus Hostels and it was safe and they organised activities as well. But I know that there's guest houses that you can stay in. I stayed in a guest house on Cinque Terre, Airbnb, camping, apartments, villas. Apparently, there are farm holidays where you can stay in farm type accommodation and they offer cooking classes and olive oil or wine tastings. There are also monasteries that you can stay in as well, which are obviously going to be extremely safe. So it really depends. I think Italy gives you whatever kind of experience you want from it. Whether you just want a city break or whether you want a beach holiday. It's ideal and it's ideal for those who really love history. My tips would be if you do go to Italy, which you definitely should, is pre-order your ticket before you go or before you arrive in the destination. So try and get a skip the line ticket for popular museums or popular attractions walk everywhere to compensate for the food that you're going to be eating because obviously italy is known for its pizza and it's pasta and it's gelato it's ice cream and cappuccino so definitely make the most of the food day trips i visited san marino actually stayed there for four nights but you can just go and visit it on a day trip it's near bologna and it's very easy to reach on a day trip, so I definitely recommend going there. It's a small republic, and it's its own country, basically. You can also visit the Vatican City from there as well. I've also done a Kung retreat, which is a bit like Tai Chi. So you can do retreats in Italy. You can learn how to cook. Stephanie, who wrote a story for the Girl About the Globe website, she also did au pairing in Italy. So if you want to follow her story, It's on the We Went Solo section. So that's it and have a good evening, afternoon or morning wherever you are in the world. If I've inspired you to take a trip to Italy in this podcast episode then you can find out exactly how to plan your solo trip with our Solo Travel in Italy guide on the Girl About the Globe website. And I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to our Girl About the Globe podcast making solo travel easier for you. Find everything that you need for your solo travels at girlabouttheglobe.com and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.